Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is now uh, February 28th. The time is about... 11.30 11.30 a.m. Radio News has been conducting Zoom or conference call from past 11 years. Please, uh, if you have any questions, um, please raise your hand. Try to fill out the Google Sheet. It will become much easier for us to answer the questions. Please fill out the Google Sheet. Sheetal? Give me one second, Sheetal. Let me look into the Google Sheet. Okay, I just came in. One more minute for me. Um, you, you are a student on H4 visa. Now you want to change your status H4. Recently got an I-140 approval. Okay, so my question to you, Sheetal, is that why do you need H1 uh, F1 though? Why do, why do you need F1? You can get a H4 EAD, is it right? Sheetal, are you there? Uh, yes, I'm here. So I want to convert to F1 because if I'm on H4, then my visa is always linked to my husband. So if he has to travel to India back, then I also have to travel. So with F1, I'll get that independency. Why do you have to, he's going to travel or he's going to go one way? No, no, he's not going to travel uh, in case because the market is, uh, you, you know how the market is working right now, right? Okay, so that's in, fine. So if you, yeah, you will not have any problem in getting the F1 approval. I'll not have any problem. So my question, my next question if is If you're because, filing within the United States, if you're going for stamping outside the country, you may have a problem. Okay, I will travel outside India. I mean, I, I, will, I will have to travel to India to get my F1 stamped. If you travel outside India, they may not stamp you the F1 because they may say that your intention for if you want to travel to India, though, okay, uh-huh. they will say that they will say that uh, once again, um, they will say that um, that you are not going to come back to India after you complete your education. So they may deny your F1 visa now. If I go to India for stamping, then also? Only if you go to India, that's where the problem will come in. They may or may not give you the stamping. Okay. They may or may not give me the stamping. Yeah. You may want to have a private consultation with the lawyer to go over what's the advantages of H4 EAD. What's the advantage of F1? What are the disadvantages? The main disadvantage is that if you want to travel, it's going to become a problem for F1. Okay? Okay. Okay, got it. Next person, please. Rahul? Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead, Rahul. All right. You came to USA on in 2017, L1B, changed your status to L1B H1. Never had a H1B visa. I changed. I have a Canadian business visa. Okay, stamped. Oh, you can travel to Canada, but you're going to come back within 30 days? Yes, um, I did travel to Canada last month. 
and uh, I crossed the border by road, by land. Mm -hmm. But while coming mm -hmm. back, entering into US, uh, the officer told me that uh, you don't have H1 visa stamp, so you are not allowed to enter into US. Mm -hmm. And that's what they created a problem for me. And then uh, they said, this is your first time we are uh, allowing you to enter back into US. But next time, if you try to cross the border, you need to have H1 visa stamp and then you can travel. No, the reason was I came, I came to US on L1. I had, uh, I am having- I know all those things. If you travel okay. within 30 days, if you travel within 30 days, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, you can, you can still travel it. The guy doesn't know what he's speaking, okay? And he did not uh, uh, did my um, automatic revalidation and uh, updated my I ninety four because his, he did his not update I ninety four. No, he didn't update. That's fine. You're he fine. Did. You don't have to worry about it. That guy doesn't know what he's doing. Next time you can travel, sir. No problem with it. Okay. Okay. So no need of uh, stamping, right? H one. I just uh, I no, can travel. Only on if you go to Canada. Only if you're coming back within thirty days. Next person, please. Rajashekara. Hi, um, my name is Anandita. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Give me one second, okay? Uh, go ahead, ma'am, with your question. So I actually um, emailed this question as well. It's, it's a bit long, but um, I'm a third-year medical student. I'm on an F1 visa, and I aged out of my parents. Um, like, I was a dependent. Uh, four years ago, I, guess. I got. No, yeah. when did you, when did you age out? I mean, explain. When is your parents' I one forty approval? Approved? So, Dad's I one forty approval was um, March eleventh, two thousand nine, and it became current, like for the um, final action date, September of twenty eighteen. My birthday was December of 2018 when I turned 21. Um, and at that time, the rule for the child protection oh, right, was... Right, right. But did you file the 485 application because you turned in December 2018? The priority date was current in September 2018. The priority date was not current. The filing action date was current. The priority date was not current until January. And so I aged well, out. Well, ma'am, there are priority dates are two priority dates though. Yeah. One is the final action dates. One is the filing dates though. Yes. So did your parents file the 485 in September, 2018? No, they didn't file it because they wanted to wait. The filing action was current in September. The final action was not current. The final action was- when did, when did they file the 485 application? They filed it in January. How long was I-140 pending? Like three you months. You said it's approved in three months. So we yeah. have to deduct your three months though, okay? Out of it. So in January, you were still not 21 according to us. January of 2018, you're still not 21. But the problem is that your parents didn't file the 485. Had they filed the 485, you would have been saved right now. Correct. But they didn't file it because I needed to switch uh, over to F1. I, no, your switching F1 has nothing to do with anything. Even after you switch to F1, you could have still filed the 485 application. So now, here is the issue there. What we are doing with people like you 
is we're taking a shot. We're telling people you have only 10% chance or even less. Okay. Yeah. You pay all the money. We'll file the 485. We'll see if it's going to be accepted. If it's going to be accepted, if they're going to approve it, it's going to be shooting an arrow in the dark, but you can try it. Had your parents filed the 485 in January of 2019, it could have been an entirely different story, but they didn't. Yeah. So my worry is if I file, I take my shot, I then have to enter residency. If I get rejected, will that affect my J-1 approval? No. If you get rejected, will your J-1? No, it will not be affected if it's get rejected. The problem is if it's pending, it may affect your J-1. Um, Just so because if, they accept doesn't mean that they're going to approve it, is right? They have a problem about approval. If they approve it, we are not going to speak anything. So we are, we are yeah. If they don't accept it, it's not going to affect your J-1. If they accept it, and then we don't, that may affect your J-1. You may okay. want to have a private consultation, ma'am. Next person, please. Vineet. Next person, please. Vineet Kumar. Shravya. Um, hi, Rahul. I have a question. Um, so, like, um, I'm a, I got my GC in August, um, and then I've been in India since, like, October, and I'm planning to return in March. So, I'll be less than 180 days itself. I'm returning to US with less than 180 days. But the question I have is, so, if I return, can I stay, like, for a few weeks and return to India, or do I need to stay there, like, for six months before returning back to India? There are a couple of things, ma'am. For beating the 180 days, you are doing very good job by coming within within 180 days. It's worth for you to fly yeah. here. Okay. But uh -huh. there are still other requirements for the citizenship. The other requirements are that you must be physically present here for two and a half years out of the past five years. If you meet the requirement, mm -hmm. you'll be fine. So two and a half years, like continuously without any like, no, travel not, outside? Not continuously. On an ab aggregate. Out of the total okay. five years, you have to uh -huh. be present in the country for at least two and a half years. It doesn't have to be continuous two and a half years. So if you do okay. five months right now, stay two weeks, go back, stay five months and come back. And after that, uh -huh. you stay for the next three years or four years. You're good. You don't have any problem. Okay. Okay. So in the next three years, I can just go back and also come back, right? Uh, in a couple of weeks, not five months, but like for a few weeks, I can go, right? Yes, ma'am. You can do that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Next person, please. Vijay. Yeah. Hi, uh, Rahul. Uh, so my question is... Um, uh, it's about one the... second, Vijay. Let me, look into, yeah. let me look into your question, Vijay. Yeah. My poem was filed in the month of March as per... Okay, it's made applications and my employer is not transparent, not showing information. Oh, damn. Something is wrong with your employer, though. Because even if it's an audit, though, yeah. It should have been come by this time. Yeah, uh, it's not transparent and you know, right? Uh, so even though if I move to a new employer, I'm not, I'm not sure if they're going to continue with the firm. So if, even if I start from the, so I, uh, if, if start from the beginning, so it will take at least a year and a half considering with the layoffs and everything. I, I, I know the entire story. So yeah. I don't know what to do. I mean, there is a theory that we have in our language called if you lose the ring, okay? In the dark, you don't go to the light and search it there. Even okay. though there's a bright light, you can find anything there. You will not find your ring there. Okay. And is there any way that, I mean, uh, based on my research, it says only uh, the uh, uh, the attorneys and the employers 
will be having that yeah, information. Yeah, that's right. So, only only the attorneys and the employer will have that information. So, so what do you suggest? So it's uh, just we cannot find any information either from attorney or no, we can we cannot. Next person, please. We cannot. Krishna. Hello. Yeah, you said you have been. You're trying to get the EB one. Yeah. The manager. The same company has filed firm EB two. If I go outside the country for it, can I come back and I get a GC in EB one? Yeah. Um, it's not just. It's better that you, you know, if you're supervising more than fifteen people, you have a better chance. Most of your duties should be managerial duties rather than hands-on duties. So, for example, what I am speaking with you right now, this is not managerial duties according to in our office because it's client contact, is it right? That's not managerial duties. I'm not managing anybody there. Okay, so most of your duties should be managerial duties. If I would say Sruti to do all the, all the. all the zoom work and answer the question and i'm supervising her and i have 15 supervisors 15 employees like that that qualifies though Got but it. you can always take a risk there the reason why you can take a risk there krishnan is at the most you will be still having ab2 where you are at yeah oh okay got it got it okay all right you don't that lose makes- that line you're just trying to skip the line going to eb1 eb fail so what you're still in the eb1 line eb2 line next person any other questions no that that's about it thank you so much next person please shashank uh hi rahul you recently joined a full time job and approval of h1b i came to india for first h1b standing through journey i submitted my documents through drawbox today i have status refused but i still not get any official email they are going to call you for the interview or they'll issue the 221g why would you go to stamping within 3 days of joining uh i had to attend my sister's wedding and i had few other issues so i had to travel well, the, you know in telugu we have something pick mom or de- mom or food you can't pick both of them well you pick mom well mm-hmm. so what's your question now so how to proceed further well 221g if it's been pending for more than 30 days you can sue the uh, you can sue the state department that's one thing that you can do okay. the other thing is that i don't know if you have will have a job will they give you the job after after 30 days what if they say we don't want you anymore uh, i can talk to my director regarding that uh, my well, direct supportive uh, very supportive to me on that and uh, before even the full time opportunity i have been talking to my director that i need to go to india and i'll if you want me as a full time employee please offer this offer the same uh, full time okay you you discuss with him get a deal with him i mean if i'm your employer i'm your fired but <laughs> three days you go for a for a for a vacation you i'm, I'm come on but yeah it's you know maybe you have better skills mm mm-hmm. Okay. So try to negotiate I, with him. Delay okay. as much as possible, and then you can sue the uh, uh, state department. If you still don't get it within thirty days, that will be the right time for you to contact. Sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. Next person, please. Jayashree. Hi. Uh, this you is Shikari. You are an H one B status, and you're working as an engineer. Your file four eight five and EB two category received a year off. Sounds good. I'm looking volunteer as a dance teacher. and want to understand my work authorization do i work authorization volunteer for profit in the dance teacher um but this you have you already have an eed is right yes 
I, so, I, I'm not expecting any problem for you, ma'am. So I can move to EAD and be okay with it. And but I, what happened? I te technically it's a gray area whether or not they're volunteering for a for-profit organization. It's a gray area, but especially when people are going for dancing, okay, or people are people are doing for running because I do volunteer. You know, I do not expect a job as a running coach, okay, but I do go as a running coach. So is that something considered working? I don't think so. Even if it's for profit organizations, certain professions do not look to be that. So even if it is by any chance, even if they want to strike you though, you still have an EAD, you can do Uber job in EAD okay. on top of your engineering job. So I would be very comfortable in advising you, ma'am, go ahead and risk it. I mean, you will be at very minimal risk if you go and do the dance teacher job. And then if I have to move to the EAD, how do I uh, have to inform the employer right now, the primary employer? You don't have, I mean, you can if you want to, or you don't have to, it's up to you. How do Some I move from don't. H1 to EAD? H1 to EAD, how do, I mean, I don't have to tell them that I'm doing this, but how do I move from H1B to EAD? Show the, the EAD to your employer. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Hello, Rahul Karu. Okay, uh, you are an FPD now, you're joining a new employer without notifying so I didn't get the point. What are you trying to do? Work for two companies? What? Uh, no, not really. So my end date with the current employer is 20th of March. Uh, that is the termination date because it was impacted with layoff. Now I have another job offer which will start in the next week of March. And I joined the new employer and still stay active in the old employer till March 20th to receive the full pay and benefits. Uh, would it not be considered as two pays? Or filing so, a IRS endeavor? I am on F1 OPT. You are an F1 OPT. Uh, mm -hmm. If the DSO allows you to work for two companies at the time, you can. A lot of DSOs do allow. Okay. So should I check that with my university? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that DSOs will allow. Yeah. A lot of okay. that's immigration wise, you're allowed, but your DSO should allow. Okay. Uh, there's a second question which I posted. So my new employer will be filing my H1B this year. And there are two other employers who are willing to sponsor my H1B. If any... Um, we we consider them as fraudulent companies. When you, when that guy and you are about to go to jail, you can come to us. We'll represent you. We're telling you not to do. Okay, we're telling not to murder somebody. Okay. If you murder somebody, you can come to us. <laughs> if the current employer files and that's not an issue. Current employer, we are not worried about it. The the, the mm -hmm. other companies that are filing B C, the companies that you don't work, we doubt they are okay. fraudulent companies. And uh, oh, helping okay. the fraudulent companies file a fraudulent application will be considered to be a fraud for you by you too. That's okay, all I, I can tell you. I know you won't listen, but that's fine. We'll get you as a big client with a lot of money. Next person, please. Balaji. Yeah, good morning, Mr. Rahul. Um, have two questions. Yeah, my son is undergraduate, current second year, 20 months left for 21 years. He already has a... Uh, okay, you haven't filed the F1. You should file right now. Okay. And even, even if you get the F1 approval, if he fits into the CSPA age, you can still include him in the 485 application. Oh, okay. okay. So there is nothing that I have F1 to does not bar him to file the 485 through you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Got it? It's one more question. Uh, can I start LLC on my wife's name to include the rental property? Would that impact my yeah, GC? Absolutely. She can do whatever. She, you are not starting. Can she start an LLC? That should be the right question. Yeah, she can do whatever she wants when it's for EAD. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Rahul. Not exactly. Can't sell the drugs. <laughs> Next person, please. I'm just joking. Thank you. Abhishek? Yeah. Hi. Good morning, Mr. Rahul. 
so i've already Give me one second okay um i got my h1b picked up in the lottery and got approved sounds good i left usa in february 2020 okay sounds good my h1b stamping expires in august 2000 i got a job before then will i have will it be a simple h1b transfer absolutely they can transfer your h1b you do not have to go for stamping because you told me your stamping expires on august 2023 but, but you not- have to come to the country before august 2023 i know you are not going to work for the same company that has the passport stamping okay so i you yeah. must have a h1b with a different company i left and when you come you you left that company long time ago in february 2022 yes i know that they have already withdrawn the h1b if not i'm assuming they already withdrew the h1b okay yes yes okay so new company needs to get an h1b approval big for august 2023 you can fly using the old company's h1b which is already withdrawn but you have to show the new company's h1b approval when you enter into this country perfect what if i don't get the job before august 2023 then you have to go for stamping okay so let's say i get a job after the first stamping expires will that be a normal h1b transfer because because normal I mean- h1b transfer you don't have to go through the stamp you don't have to go to the lottery system in the next 90 years though okay okay so even the the first why why not after 90 years because i think so you're going to be dead <laughs> okay 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 so okay. i just however need- one caveat though when you get the h1b though whatever time period you spend will be deducted from the 6 year limit that you have and i don't have to explain you the 6 year limit no you do not have to so all okay. i need to do right now is to get a job offer and get an h1b transfer that's it that is before august 2023 afterwards you can get the transfer without subject to lottery but you have to go to the stamping next person please thank you harinag hari arahul arahul yes sir Uh, i have a question with uh, my traveling to india so i filed my 485 uh, last year and uh, i have h1b approval notice valid till 2025 and last mm-hmm. year i had to travel i got the point emergency advance parole and you applied a new advance parole and it's pending for approval so what's your question now yes. you want to travel again so uh, i want to travel again in this case uh, in this time i want to go for h1b stamping So, what if you don't get the H1B stamp? Valid, so H1B is still valid. If you are working with, if you if you are working for the same company, H1B is still valid. But my question to yeah. you, Harinag, is that if what if you don't get the H1B stamping? Yeah. So my current AP is not approved yet. So I don't have option but going to H1 stamping, right? But what if you don't get the H1B stamping? You are going to say goodbye. Yeah. To yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I I don't know any other option. That's what my question. Well, you can stay here until you get the advance parole. Okay, okay. So other than that, I don't have any option, right? I try to express that my. That is a yeah. That is a good option, but it's not. Yeah, you seems mm-hmm. to be more like if I were the consular officer, I would reject you because you seems to be more important yeah. visiting India than staying in this country, though. But anyway, uh, it's uh, up to you, buddy. You have, you have yeah, to put okay. you know. mom or food you no know, if you pick mom and leave the usa you can say alvida to me okay <laughs> yeah thank you next person please gopalaswami 
Um, yeah, one Can thing, Miss Gopal. Yeah, one thing, Miss Gopalaswamy is is if you go and convert into H four stamping, though, what benefit it's going to do? I would rather file your H four plus EAD immediately, though. Yeah, we have done that uh, already, Rahul. So my question is like, uh, my contract with my current employer is getting over and my employer, uh, my renewal is coming up. But uh, I'm not finding anything in the current market and my employer so is also very lethargic. what's your trouble? So if your H1B expires, Ms. Gopalaswamy, if the H1B expires <laughs> though, you already filed the H4 plus EADs, right? You can stay in the country. You don't have to leave the country. What is it you're achieving by going yeah, outside? So the thing, so I'm planning a visit to India in the month of uh, June because it's been five years and I want to go meet my parents. That's the reason my dad is sick. So but why do you have to go to Mexico is my question. Why are you going to Mexico? I'm scared of your... going for the stamping over to India and I'm not finding the dates, both. Okay. You can go to Mexico and get the H4 stamping, ma'am. But the problem is then the EAD will be automatically okay. denied because your change of status will be denied. So the EAD will be denied and then you have to apply oh. for the EAD again. Okay. So uh, what I'm asking is for the H4 EAD uh, uh, stamp. I mean, H4 visa stamping, not the H1. I know, ma'am, but you applied from H1 to H4 plus EADs, right? So when you yes. leave the country, when the change of status is pending, they will deny the H-4. When they deny the H-4, the EAD will be automatically denied. Okay. If we go for India. So if we, if we go so to India, then... Uh, same story, same story in India. But if the EAD is approved, then you're in good position. If the EAD is not approved, you go to India or Mexico. When you come back, you file for the EAD again. So you start the clock again. Okay. Next Got person, please. Yeah. And the last okay. person for today, guys. Hey, all this Sandeep here. Uh, I put my question. Give in. me one second, Sandeep. Give me one second, Sandeep. Your spouse are on adjustment of status, EAD, sounds good, under critical medical and currently being treated in India since January 15th. Our country has been renewed through BC, expected for her immigration. Standpoint will adjustment of how long can she stay away from? So when when is her uh, when is her EAD expiring? Her EAD is expiring March twenty twenty four, Rahul. And AP yeah, is under expiring. the extreme circum under the extreme circumstances uh, under the extreme circumstances, how long she does she intend to stay there? Uh, we don't know. It could be six months. That's fine. If it's six months, that's fine. Okay. And why are you coming into these? We have a separate Zoom calls on Thursday. Are you not getting uh -huh. those emails? No, I don't get those emails. Well, then you have to email it to us when you want to contact. You don't have to come to these conference calls. Okay. I'll okay. send you the details of the conference calls there. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Rahul. So you come to those conference calls. You will, there will be only four or five people that are maybe 10 people that will come in and everybody will be answered quickly. Okay. All right. I'll join the call, Rahul. But you're our client, is right? We yes. find the things. Yeah. Yes. I'm sending you. I'll so, take one more caller, guys, before I go. Go ahead with the questions anymore. No, uh, the question is uh, I mean, it's okay for her to stay more six months or a little over six months. If yeah, a little over six months is fine. Yeah. Make sure she carries the medical documents when she's coming into this country. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you, Rob. I'll take the last caller, guys. Madhu? 
Yeah, hi, hi Rahul. Uh, good morning. This is Madhu. I have a question on the AB1C category. When H1B primary applicant working on managerial role outside of US for 12 months, during that time, H4 and uh, their kids are staying in the US on H4, H4 visa. I mean, technically H4. Uh, uh, so do you see any issue over here, like primary applicant is staying in India and uh, dependents no, are staying? The, no, US? the kids and the family cannot stay on H4 here. They cannot stay? No, they cannot. Oh, okay. Thank you, Rahul. Okay, then. Thank you. Then. They cannot stay here if you are working there in India. Thank so you, guys. The next Zoom. Yeah, you cannot, they can, you cannot be working in India. They stay here on H4. No, that's not allowed. Got Thank it. you, guys. The next Zoom call will be tomorrow at uh, 4.30 p.m. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.